As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Episode 83, Waffles on Wednesday. Hey Chainers, welcome to another edition of Chain of Wealth. I'm your host, Dennis O'Brien. And I'm Katie Welsh. Alright Katie, so this next couple that we're chatting to was so cool. I loved them. It was so much fun chatting to them. And also their tip right at the end, it like really struck home with me. So if you're looking for a wonderful tip, you need to go and list the last probably about like two, three minutes of the podcast. If you don't have time, it's a great tip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, other than that, we also had a really good time. They had recently been to uh, South Africa. Yeah. So that was so pretty cool. That so was kind of fun kind of talking fun, to rem- them. Yeah. And like chatting about like Cape Town and stuff. And yeah. So, but they also are definitely on the right track with their money and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I really think their website is awesome as well. I do too. And I really love that Mrs. Wow, like she doesn't want to retire because she loves her job. And I feel like you don't hear that all the time. No, it's it's more few and far between these days. I think a lot of people are sort of, you know, they're in the rat race and they just want to finish up with whatever it is that they're doing and take it from there. But yeah, it's really nice to hear that people, you know, like are still passionate about what they do. It was like a breath of fresh air. Yeah, it definitely was. Definitely. So are you ready to jump in? Yeah, let's dive into our interview. Welcome to Chain of Wealth. Here's your host, Dennis, inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom. Hey, Chainers. Welcome to another edition of Chain of Wealth. Today, we have Mr. and Mrs. Wow with us from the quirky and fun personal finance blog, Waffles on Wednesday. Here's where they talk about everything from saving for retirement, awesome trips they've taken, and sharing a piece of their story with the world. Welcome. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hello. Hello. (laughs) So real quick, like Waffles on Wednesday, it's an interesting name. Like, where did the name come from? So... Uh, like a lot of families, we on, on Sunday morning and on the weekends, we sit down and we make ourselves a, a nice breakfast and we were sitting there one Sunday and, and we had, uh, and we had some waffles and Mrs. Wow looked at me and said, you know, I really enjoy these mornings where we can sit back and relax and just kind of take our time. And, uh, this was after we had started kind of down the financial independence, you know, fire path. And I, I looked at her and I said, well, you know, if we if we keep doing this, uh, we'll be able to have waffles whenever we want. And uh, 
And so we kind of thought about it and we were like, yeah, you know, waffles on Wednesday. Like it's, it's the middle of the week and, uh, and we can take our time and do whatever we want and live life the way we want to do it. And so that kind of became a name and we went and found the, the, the URL and then started the blog. And that's kind of the way our, our blog has, has materialized is it's, it's really just a story of us and, and how our quest, you know, how our quest to relax uh, and have a nice breakfast in the middle of the week and, and how it's going and things of that nature. Um, it's kind of funny because some of the other bloggers, it's become a bit of a rite of passage. Mm-hmm. I know, uh, Fritz from Retirement Manifesto, his first thing when he did his first Wednesday when he just retired, he he had waffles that morning. So it's, it's kind of been kind of funny. Um, we also had I Dream of Fire. He took or he is on a mini retirement right now and he tweeted us a picture and was all excited about it. And so, yeah, it's, you know, it started as kind of a silly name and now it's really just become this rite of passage and people are looking forward to it and like have countdowns until their first Wednesday and all of that that's funny you say that because i don't know then if you saw the person earlier today when we were on the national mall i think it was today her shirt said something like i want to have waffles any day of the week and i (laughs) for a second i was like is that them (laughs) no no i don't think it is so it's definitely like it's a catchy name and it's definitely something that you really like everybody thinks about like how much better their breakfast is like on the weekend instead of like your pop tart and running to the to your car or to the train or something like on a regular weekday yeah it, it, I, I also really like it that it's you know it's not a straight personal finance name you know like it's something a bit original it sort of makes you say wait hold on what do these guys do like that <laughs> might be interesting <laughs> Yeah, so kudos can, on the name. You can rope in people who aren't immediately interested in personal finance. Well, it's it's funny because for SEO, Waffles on Wednesday is an awful, awful blog name because we get roped in with a bunch of like church fundraisers <laughs> and things of that nature. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like IHOP special. Right. <laughs> well, we do get a lot of Waffle House stuff too. <laughs> So I like believe- waffles with firemen and all of that kind. Of, yeah, it's it's yeah. pretty funny. <laughs> so I believe you guys recently went to South Africa. So what did you think of it? We actually we we loved it. Um, it was quite an experience. You know, there was there was a lot of stuff that kind of caught of caught us off guard um, and was different for us. But there was also a lot of things that were pretty similar, uh, being that we're from, you know, Los Angeles and it's a big city right on the beach, right on the coast. Um, so like lots of it was familiar, but then there was a lot of um, disparity in terms of um, like an income, income distribution. <laughs> we, we know everything that you're thinking, so it's okay. <laughs> no, right? I'm like, wait a second, I've totally lost it. That's been my theme today. I'm just yeah. losing my words. It's okay. But yeah, there's there's a there's a lot of disparity and dis, uh, discrepancy between income and wealth, and you know, lots of poverty and all of that. And so that aspect of it was very different for us. It is an interesting. It is shocking because I remember when we went um, to Cape Town, you know, Dennis is, well, Dennis like has seen it before and he's, 
I don't want to say used to it, but more. I've grown up with it. Yeah. So, like, you do become desensitized to some respect. So, when we would be driving around and, like, we would see, like, friends and family and everything in these nice houses and everything. And then we would drive by, I don't know that. A actually. squatter camp? Oh, I called them or, tank camps oh, okay. and everything. Informal settlements. And it's exactly what you think. And it's just like, oh, my goodness. Like, I didn't realize, like, it's literally right down the street from where you live. Like, I didn't realize how close everything is together in that kind of a sense. Yeah, it was. It was shocking. Yeah, shocking is a good word. Yeah, I mean, I think shocking in a way, but I agree with the point that you, and I don't know if you get desensitized to it or it just becomes somewhat normal. Um, I think another thing that we weren't super prepared for was the, the recent history when we went to Robin Island and we, we saw all of that, um, and kind of the history of, of what has made, you know, South Africa, what it is today. And, and I think that part we were, we were really, I mean, it, it, that part was a little bit, I think we were unprepared for, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, and it, it was, and, and those types of things take a long, long time to filter out a society. Uh, you know, you're talking generations to filter out a society. And it yeah. only officially ended in the early 90s, I believe. And, and yeah, and to actually see that and, and experience it in a way. And, you know, we were talking to a lot of uh, local Cape Tonians. And they were telling us about, you know, how they grew up and, and the different things that they've done, you know, both, uh, both black and colored and white South Africans and, or all of the above. And, and so we were talking to them and just understanding that, you know, and everybody talks about how, how, uh, segregated the society is here in the United States. But, um, but looking at that, I mean, it, it was actually really eye opening for us as Americans to go and, and witness it and experience it. Yes. Did you notice, um, the house is there. You have to go to Katie. Oh, okay. Like with the- <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. With the with the how you can't walk up to any of the houses. How it's all like massive, like ten foot walls with more barbed wire fencing on top of the ten foot wall. Like, did you so notice? So they didn't go to Johannesburg, right? Yeah, but you're. Your Cape Town is not Cape quite. Town had it. It, it isn't quite as intense as Johannesburg. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Never mind. It was then. still intense, actually. Like I, I know exactly what you're talking about, and it was, it was really kind of jarring to see that because you see this like super nice house, and then it's just completely surrounded with you know glass shards and barbed wire and like all of this protection, and it's kind of just you just kind of stop and look at it and it's really crazy to see. Yeah. Well, and then to know that house is like got like three or four humongous Rottweilers or something. It's. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, we, we have not to the the extreme that obviously they do there, but we had a bit of that here in Los Angeles even, right? I mean, there's gated houses and gated neighborhoods and things of that nature. Again, it's not to that extreme. It's usually not barbed wire either. It's just big, big fences with video cameras. Like, that's about it. But, you know, yeah, I mean, so that was, that was, but I mean, we, we talk about that, but it was actually a really great trip and we really enjoyed it. And, you know, all the people we met in Cape Town, uh, other than the guy that stole our ATM card, were very nice. 
Um, no, <laughs> so you got the true South African experience. Oh yes, like that's what we were laughing about. So we actually met up with a financial independence blogger that is from Cape Town. Uh, was it your money dot blog, right? And he's from Cape Town. So we actually met up with him and that was exactly what he said. He's like, oh, good. You got the true experience. <laughs> well, they don't even really talk about any like when things get stolen, they're just like, well, it got stolen. We were talking to uh, Dennis's parents this morning and they were sitting upstairs and Dennis was like, well, why don't you watch TV up there? And they were like, well, the TV that was up here, we had to move downstairs because the old one got stolen. And they just said it like so nonchalant. Yeah. and um, so. I think they like we had a robbery. Was it about a year ago? Um, And they stole the car and they stole like a whole bunch of electronics and stuff. And the car, like apparently the police found the car like this last week. So it literally took them a year to find the car. But now (laughs) my dad's already been paid out by like the insurance company and stuff. And they wanted him to him to drive like four or five hours to go and identify the car. And he was just like this. No way I'm driving four or five hours. Like, I don't want the car anymore. It's not mine, technically. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you took it. You keep it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think think one thing I want to note on, you know, the robbery and the, you know, stuff, stuff getting stolen and all of that. Like, yes, that happened in Cape Town for us, but it could happen anywhere, you know, and I I don't, I don't want... South Africa and Cape Town to get a, a bad rap, um, you know, because that could happen with us walking down the street where we are here. You know, yeah. it hasn't, yeah. but in any of our other travels, you know, we're lo- we're fortunate enough it hasn't happened. That was the first time. Yeah, and then I mean, we were in I forget what the area is. I think it was like Green Market Square, which is like the main tourist area, right? And it's two Americans with backpacks. You know, I mean, it was just sticking out like a bunch of knuckleheads, and <laughs> and I mean, I'm like we could go to New York and walk through Times Square and have the same exact thing happen, yeah. or you know, here in Los Angeles, go up to the Hollywood sit there in front of the Kodak theater and the exact same thing will happen. Right. And so, you know, like it, it's funny because, Oh yeah, it's the true South African experience, but I mean, really it's, it's not that big of a deal and it happens in Paris and it happens in Rome and it happens in London and LA. And I mean, and you know, really if you drop your purse and it falls out, the grocery store could happen like right down the street yeah. in your house, no matter where yep. you live. Yeah. And I think also like when you're traveling as well, you are a bit more of a target, you know, like in that you stick out like a sore thumb, like you guys said, and, you know, it's easy money for like thieves. So, yeah. Oh, well, I'll, I'll give you a great example. I was actually riding my bike to work the other day with my buddy, and he went to the gym the night before. Somebody came in with bolt cutters, cut his uh, lock off his locker at the gym two blocks from his house, stole his credit card, went to Home Depot, charged up $850 at Home Depot, and then took it to Best Buy and tried to run up $1,900 at Best Buy. And that's when they declined it. Wow. wow bolt cutters. Right down the street from that. his house. <laughs> I feel like bolt cutters, you're really committed, Ben. <laughs> you go yeah, in I mean, with a I said, and he's like, well, you just bring it in in your gym bag. He's like, eh, well, touche. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought of that. <laughs> I guess that's why we're not cutting bolts off of locks in a, in a gym. <laughs> good point, good point. So you guys talk about being on your path to financial independence. How does that look for you guys? Because it looks a little bit different for everybody. Yeah, so we're a little bit different in the in the terms that we, you know, we don't really have a specific number that we're trying to hit or uh, a fire date. 
that we're trying to get to. And really kind of over over the years, um, we've just made small changes to our spending, uh, our savings, uh, just like little things here and there. And so like, honestly, now I feel like our life hasn't changed all that much, but it has drastically changed in, in many ways. Um, we're just, we're better about where we're, uh, what we're spending our money on, um, and what we're not spending our money on. And, you know, we've gotten smarter about investing and, and all sorts of that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I think. So, uh, one of the things that, uh, she brought up is that we don't have kind of a, a, a number, a specific number in mind or a specific date in mind. And part of the reason for that is that uh, Mrs. Wow is super passionate about her career and what she does for a living. And as such, you know, I, I'm, I am not, so I'm excited about the the prospect of walking away and, and stopping having to go in on Monday mornings and things like that. But she uh, she is super passionate about what she does for a living, and she actually does a lot of volunteer work in that in that career field. And so that's part of what ends up letting us travel and things of that nature. That's actually the reason we ended up in Cape Town to begin with. And so um, and so that's part of the reason why is because even when we do hit this number that'll allow us to be quote unquote financially independent, she's probably still going to be doing what she loves to do, right? So it's not a, oh, we're going to hit this date and take off. It's a, hey, we have enough money that now we're flexible and we can kind of do what we want, but we're engineering our life even before we hit that number so that we aren't going to have to make a drastic change because we actually enjoy what we're doing today. Well, and I think you- that's a, that's so important as well, you know, like finding something that you love to do because then ultimately you're, you haven't, you're not working a day in your life, you know, you're really just having a task you have to do every day, but you enjoy it. And like, I think it makes life a lot more enjoyable than if you were to be stuck in a job that's literally nine to five, you're really unhappy, you can't wait to be home. You know, it really just changes your whole perspective. You took my whole spiel. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say the same thing. So good job, Dan. Yeah, I I think it's it's definitely perspective. Yeah, that's the word. Uh, I feel like most of the other blogs that I read, most of them that are still working, are really just waiting to get out. Um, And so, you know, I, I like read it and then I'm like, do I want to get out of my job? Maybe I do. You know, everyone is like, everyone's saying that we, you know, we should retire early and all this kind of stuff. And then I'm like, Oh, but I really do like what my job is. So I've kind of been in this like weird limbo state of like, you know, am I, am I really a fire blogger? If I don't want to lose, leave my job or anything like that. I don't know. I feel like I'm just in that weird state right now i'm no, sure i'll get clarity you're on one it of the few people who really really love their job so not a lot of people i think can identify with that well and i think it helps that she started her own company so she's her own boss you know she's making a difference in a lot of people's lives just through her career and uh, and she's super passionate about it and so i think when you add all that together it's really, really a hard thing to dislike. Yeah, to just walk away from like, oh, I made my number. I'm out of here. See you later. Yeah, I think it's easier for somebody in my shoes that's going in and punching a clock Monday morning, you know, and not that I 
dislike my job, but you know, there's just other things that I would rather be doing with my time. Where for her, like I think I mentioned earlier, like she's gone how many four four volunteer trips now five. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, she actually takes time away from work to go do her work for free elsewhere. That's really cool. So maybe you can just be a fire blogger instead of a fire blogger. <laughs> <laughs> right? I know. <laughs> awesome. So do you guys have a favorite post that you've written on your site? And why would that, what of those be your favorites? Uh, ooh, that's a really good question. Um, I think so far my favorite post uh, was actually the only post that we've done so far that we worked on collabor- collaboratively. Um, and <laughs> it is basically we took the lyrics of a rap song and put it to the lens of Phi um, and, you know, fire and all of that good stuff. And it was so much fun to write. We worked on it together. Um, it's a little bit of kind of a random concoction of ideas and whatnot, but we, you know, it was one of those posts that were like, we, we might lose some readers, you know, they might not like this and not everyone's going to, going to enjoy this post, but we had a ball writing it. Hey, it's your blog. That's all that matters, right? That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> I personally really loved the one about South Africa because as I was reading it, even though I had been there and everything, I was like, wait, I didn't know that. Like those colored houses and everything. And I didn't know you could actually go on Robin Island. So I, yeah. I really enjoyed reading about that. What I would say is if you guys, I know you mentioned you might head back there shortly. If you're going to Cape Town, I would most definitely go take the Robin Island tour now. Um, the reason why is the tour guides are actually ex political prisoners that were actually prisoners there. And those guys are slowly dying off. So that aspect of the tour is going to go away here in the next couple of years. And that was actually eye opening is to have the guy, uh, our tour guide walked us through and was like, Oh yeah, this was my cell. This is where I was doing hard labor. This is where I talked to Nelson Mandela. This is this, this is this. And he actually had firsthand experience where you could sit there and ask him, you know, what was it like? What was this? How did this work? You know, he was there for, I think, 15 years as a political prisoner. Does the tour come with a box of tissues? Uh, I would bring some because almost everybody on our tour was in tears at the end. Yeah. Oh, man. Crazy. Like you would think that after you are free, that that's the last place you would want to go back to. (laughs) And just that's what we asked him. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we asked him. And, and he said, uh, his, he likes it because he feels like he's spreading the story so that it'll never happen again. That's definitely fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure he probably perfected it because I'm sure everybody asks. Mm -hmm. It's like such a shocking, you know, thing for him to do. Yeah. And, and then that was, that was, the that was very, very, yeah. And then, so that was, that was one of the parts that's what we mentioned earlier. It was, it was, uh, it was, it was a tough thing. It was a great experience. It's one of those things. It's like, was it fun? Excuse me. Was it fun? No, but it was one of those like very good experiences to have gone through and to, to have experienced. And so that if you're going to go back, I would heavily suggest going over to Robin Island and then doing that tour relatively soon. Cause those guys are, 
they're either stopping, they're, you know, they're, they're becoming older, so they aren't able to give the tours or they're dying off and things of that nature. So, so yeah, that's something that I would, I would heavily suggest. Yeah, we'll definitely check into that. Um, so thinking about going back in time and like kind of, I don't want to say reminiscing because that makes it sound pretty positive. (laughs) Um, but if you could go back in your own life and give yourself some advice, what would you go back and tell your like 20 or 21 year old self something to do that you wish you would have done? Um, so for me, one of the things, I mean, you talk about finance stuff. I always was of the mind until I came across the kind of fire movement. I was always across the mind of max out your retirement account just to get the match and then you'll be fine. And all those things I wish in hindsight, I would have been contributing a lot more over time. But I mean, I think that's kind of a generic answer for most of us, which is I wish I would have started earlier. But one of the things that I probably wouldn't have done and would have talked myself out of is I came, when I came out of college, I bought a brand new car. Um, now granted I still have it 15 years later, but I don't know that I needed to come out and spend half of my starting annual salary on a car. Um, that probably wasn't the best move at the time. (laughs) I feel like a lot of people do that though. Well, but I mean, you're, you're young, you don't know any better. Right. And, and so, and then you don't understand really. And, you know, I was living at home and I could afford it and stuff like that. So quote unquote afford. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, I mean, it didn't, you know, it didn't put me in dire straits, but it, uh, you know, I definitely could have been smarter about it. Everything's always relative. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think I'll just kind of piggyback on that. And I wish when I was younger, that I really started to pay attention, especially like once I started making, um, a consistent income. We'll put it that way. You know, in high school, you make odds and ends and here and whatever. But once I really started making an income, I wish that I didn't just assume that everything would be okay. You know, oh, I'm money's coming in. Yes, I'm I'm spending money, but everything's going to be fine. I, I think I wish that I would have started tracking my expenses a little bit more and like, you know, just be a tiny bit more aware of what I was actually spending my money on and not just hope and pray that everything would be okay. Fortunately, you know, everything has been okay, but I definitely could have made some different moves and some different decisions that would have had a drastic uh, change and even more progress, you know, where we are now, if I would have started back then. Amen. No, I can definitely relate to that because I look back and think about myself at like 21, 22, 28, eight years old and I'm just like oh man like thank goodness I finally came around like I was uh I I had my head in the sand for a while there and then I came out and I was just like oh like time to get it together now it's 30 is here much quicker than I thought it would have been (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I think you know you realize the with compounding and all of this like if you would have just started at 21 being at 30 there'd be a big big difference yeah yeah it's actually quite depressing when you do the numbers <laughs> yeah it's it's amazing because if i would have started then we would be done right like that, right. that's one of those kind of eye opening experiences is like wow if i had i known that we would be done already yeah yeah true yeah there was a post uh within the last couple of weeks from my son's father and he basically mapped out 
uh, some of the quote unquote bad decisions that he made um, and literally like, you know, blasted the number of how much money he missed out on because of what he had done when he was younger. And I was, you know, I like commented on the article and I was just like, thank you for doing that. But I don't want to know. I don't want to know the extent of my mistakes. Like, I know it was a mistake, but I'm, I'm sure I like wouldn't even like live it down if I actually knew specifically how much money potentially I was missing out on. Right. Yeah. Like I've come to now. So I'm just going to kind of keep going forward and not really think of the past anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I always say like embrace your mistakes because that's where that's what got you to where you are now. So yes, yeah, so we made mistakes, we've all made mistakes, and potentially without those mistakes, we wouldn't be where we are today. But I really don't want to know <laughs> the true number. Well, and if you if you started off, you know, perfect from the get-go, we wouldn't have waffles on Wednesday. You got it. Yeah. Or I mean, I guess you would be eating them on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> but we wouldn't be reading your stuff. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, there's, you know, piggyback on that. Have you guys read uh, Your Money or Your Life? Yep. Yes. So that, that, that chapter where it says, you know, tally up all the money that you've made in your life. How much do you have left? Yeah. That's such a depressing. That was really sobering. Yes. I didn't, I didn't do it, but I thought about it and I was like, I don't, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to know. Yeah. It's, it's really sobering. Like I I didn't, I'm like you, I didn't do it specifically, but I, I kind of, went through the thought exercise and yeah, I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly you don't feel so good about all those happy yeah. hours. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Expensive mm-hmm. dinners, mm-hmm. cars. <laughs> it all adds up. Chainers, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're just going to take a quick break and then we'll dive right back into the value link round. Chainers, if you have any student loan debt, head over to chainofwealth.com slash accredible. If you refinance your student loans with them, you can get up to $200 off your student loans at no additional cost to you. You'll get a better rate and end up paying much less interest. That's chainofwealth.com slash accredible. All right, guys. So why do you think people struggle to achieve their dreams? I think that I think people struggle to achieve their dreams because I think they they don't understand the value like I I think they have trouble conceiving that their future self will appreciate the sacrifice that they have to do now. Right? So I think they I think people have a very difficult time detaching their current state from their future state. And so they can't, uh, they can't reconcile that difference. I don't know if that makes any sense, but like, yeah. like I always to somebody about like, cause I, I mentor some younger employees at work and I'm like, look, just contribute to your 401k. Your 35 year old self will thank you. And I think that concept is very hard to reconcile for a lot of people. And I think that's what prevents a lot of people from achieving their dreams. Well, I know when I was 20 years old, I didn't think that I was ever actually going to be 30. So it's hard, <laughs> it's hard to think about it. I remember how, like when I was like 25 or 26, I would have like coworkers slash friends at work that were like turning 30. And I remember, I don't know what was wrong with me when I was younger, but I would think like, oh man, they're 30. That's not ever going to happen to me. <laughs> 
It did. So far off, right? <laughs> and it's so old, isn't yeah. it? It's so old. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, I'm 30. I feel so young. I don't feel any different from 25. Uh, just wait. It gets worse. <laughs> now I look back fondly on 30. <laughs> <laughs> To answer that question, um, yeah, you guys are just asking some fantastic questions and are really making me think here. Um, I, I think a lot of people, and, I, and I'm going to throw my, my own self into this too, is uh, they don't necessarily believe in themselves and believe that they can do it. They always look at the excuses of, well, that person can, you know, they can afford to travel because they make more money. They can do that because of this. And they're always kind of giving excuses. And whether, you know, you want to think that's imposter syndrome or anything like that, um, you know, and I think like the people that are kind of brought to our attention, those celebrities, people on social media, like all, all the names of people that you would know, I think we assume that they are just these amazing people that just were so fortunate and everything just worked out for them. And, you know, the more that I learn, like a lot of these people are just everyday people that just happen to pursue a dream. They happen to get lucky. They happen to stumble in at the right time at the right place. And so I think that one of the big things that I try to convey to, you know, younger people that I that also mentor and all of that is like, just believe in yourself. And if you're passionate about it, you can do it. And, you know, don't, don't let anything get in your way. Definitely makes sense. So do you guys have any other favorite books or podcasts? So I love, uh, I think they were actually a guest on your show recently is uh, Countdown to Fly. Yes. We loved them too. We thought that they were exactly like us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're they're pretty funny. So I I love their podcast. um, And I love the Groovies who actually happened to be a guest on your your podcast earlier too. So those are two for me that I've, I've really kind of grown to love. Well, and one of the the big things that we love, especially love about the Groovies is they're talking trash. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Have you guys watched that? I haven't. Oh, oh, it's it's, pretty fantastic. It's going to change your life. Really? (laughs) That that (laughs) New York accent. Oh, yeah. Literally just like the whole time. And Dennis, like before we started talking to him, Dennis was like, so where are you at? And I was like, in my head, I was like, oh my goodness, you can't tell he's from New York. Like you can hear it a mile away. And then I was like, oh, he's four and he probably might not know. Yeah. No, the talking trash thing is him wandering around in a, in a, you know, in a state or city park, picking up trash with a trash picker, just talking about whatever's on his mind. That's actually really cool. He did not mention that to us at all. It is hilarious. You'll have to watch it because, yeah, he's just spitting piss and vinegar the whole time. (laughs) It is so funny. No, we'll definitely have to go find that. Yes. (laughs) So do you have a favorite quote? So my one of my favorites is uh, – I have two that I like to say all the time. One is uh, when you're in a hole, stop digging. And the other is the best time to plant a tree is 10 years ago, and the second best time is today. Both very true. Do you have one? No, those are good. (laughs) Those are good. Those are good, and I usually quote him anyway, so (laughs) – Awesome. So guys, we absolutely loved hanging out with you today. 
Do you have another last parting piece of advice for our listeners? And then we'll say goodbye. Uh, if you guys are looking for a really good waffle recipe, definitely go to our blog because we, we have one there. So we got really good tips on finances and, you know, just living life and all of that good stuff. But also we have a fantastic waffle recipe as well. I'm definitely going to check that out because I, I got a new waffle maker for my birthday. Awesome. Very nice. So we also made French toast in the waffle maker, which was stellar. And pancake waffles, right? Yeah. Now what you did that yeah, too. Well, yeah. So that, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know waffles. how to follow up with that. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I just say, look, you know, there's so much information about like financial independence and personal finance and stuff, and it's called personal finance for a reason. So make sure it's your own story, um, you know, and then do this what's right for you uh you know because so many people talk about real estate and maybe that's not for everybody and index investing and maybe that's not for everybody and, and stuff like that so just make sure it fits you and don't get caught up with trying to follow somebody you know word for word yeah it can get really overwhelming then and and you just kind of want to quit while you're ahead yeah, exactly. You know, like take little pieces of information and digest it down and make your own story. Uh, don't necessarily just follow everything lockstep. Definitely makes sense. Chain is we'll be hanging out with Mr. and Mrs. Wow. You can check out their website. It's wafflesonwednesday.com. And my biggest takeaway from today is definitely check out that waffle recipe. It is going to change <laughs> your life. And you may even find some great financial advice on their website as well. Chainers, we absolutely loved hanging out with you today. And we would be pumped if you'd continue the conversation with us on Twitter or alternatively on the show notes page. You can head over to chainofwealth.com slash podcast. There you can see all recent podcast episodes and get a, a detailed breakdown of all the show notes and get a ton of value and a whole bunch of different links to things that we discussed during the interview. So chainofwealth.com slash podcast and we're at chainofwealth on Twitter. Catch you on the flip side. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.